Blog Talk Radio. on Twitter if my mic is too far away from my mouth or close to my mouth so I can figure it out for next week because I never know. Okay? Now look, here's what I want to tell you. It's February 22nd, 2017 and I've been reading for a few years already about these sourcing jams. Sourcing jamborees or whatever they call them. This is what companies are using. They're bragging about them. They're using them to reduce their use of third-party recruiters. They uh, arrange a, a lunch or a happy hour, and everybody in the department comes to it. They give you Coke and pizza or maybe a little wine, and then a recruiter tells everybody about the jobs they're trying to fill, and the employees have to go through their social media connections and recommend people who might fit those jobs. Here is what one corporate recruiter said about it. He says, explain your referral process over and over again. Then help them browse through their network. Sit right beside them while they do it and help them send out messages. Does that bother anybody? Does it remind you of a communist country where you're not allowed to keep anything private? You know, maybe in East Germany, where they forced you to spy on your friends and neighbors. I mean, here's your boss who pays your wages telling you to cough up your personal contacts. And do you ever wonder what would happen if an employee refused to do so? You know, the the corporate recruiters, if you challenge them, they justify it, of course, by saying that the employees... The staff, they want to bring in the best people. (laughs) They want to bring in the best people to work with them. But the slaves, yeah, the slaves always like their slavery, don't they? Isn't that what the masters say? Here's what I think is going to happen. People are going to stop connecting on social media to protect their private lives from their employers. Or they're going to have two accounts one for public consumption, and a secret one for themselves, okay? But, you know, coming back to what I'm doing here today, I don't twist people's arms to be my guest. I'm not going to force you to come here, so don't think you're going to keep any secrets on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal I didn't interrupt. I felt it. I felt it. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, but thank you, Josh Reckheisen. The guest is telling me my mic is good. Thank you. Yeah, He's the only good. one who takes the trouble to reply. You know, Jerry? I <laughs> he might be the you, only one want... that's listening. <laughs> Maybe. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, after I thank you, now I want to thank our sponsors, Martin Snyder of PC Recruiter and Nin Tran with that silent H of Hire Tool, H-I-R-T-U-A-L. Uh, you know what? i got to spell the sponsor's name every time I say it, okay? Anyway, you missed the show last week, Jerry. And no, I know said, it. Yeah. The guest said that you, you changed his life. When he was on before, you told him to quit his corporate job, and he said, why not? Jerry's right. And Man, that, that, is, that is the greatest thing that I've never heard. Uh-huh. Well, you can listen to the recording, <laughs> although I know... I know you don't want to do that, but that's okay. I'm just telling you. This is a life-changing show. It's very strategic. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I guess I'm in a yelling mood today. I hope none of those people who always complain about me screaming are not listening today. Okay? I am, and it's giving me a headache already. Well, tell your husband to leave the house. He shut the door. Good. Yeah, you cater too much to her husband, I've noticed, Animal. It's getting <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs> you know what? I've got legal problems, and he's a judge, so <laughs> I thought maybe he might help me. Okay, let's introduce the guest. Uh, his Twitter name is Josh B. Life. J-O-S-H-B-L-I-F-E. His real name is Josh Breckheisen. I'll spell it B-R-E-C-H-E-I-S-E-N. I know it by heart already. Josh Breckheisen, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Animal. Excited hey, to be here you. Hey, you know guys. what? You promised you're not going to be a slow talker. There was a delay. No delays. No delays. I say welcome back to <laughs> no the show. No delays say today. thanks for having me. Don't thanks make me wait three seconds. Okay. So you're a tech I recruiter am. in Utah, right? I am, yes. And where? Okay. Utah. We're in. Uh, we're stationed out of Lehigh, Utah. Utah. Where Footloose was filmed, Jerry. You know that film. Sure. Yeah. Footloose. Should we sing the song? I can't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> Everybody cut Footloose. Yeah, we <laughs> covered like it. I can't remember. I thought you'd taken the, the stupid singing out of the show for 2017. I kind of did, but you know people Your sponsors have demanded it. They want it back. They want it no, back. They don't. I don't know the songs. But loose. Michael G. Cox knows that one. But loose. Anyway, let's keep going. So, what kind of rec- are you doing? Contract or permanent IT recruiting? Which one is it? I do both. So, kind of the in the agency side, I have the the belief that if you are going to run a successful firm, it is good to have both residuals and upfront payments. So we do both contract and direct placements. Okay. And how many do you, people do you, do you have consider the contract to be just residual pay, payments though? I mean, shouldn't it shouldn't it have a a higher spot on your uh, shelf? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 far more uh profitable than direct placements. So why just make it seem like it's loose change in the couch? Yeah, no, you're you're correct. No, but uh, it's important to have both. Uh, 
the the not really strategic <laughs> mindset behind that is that it it creates that residual and it, it you don't have to do the immediate work for it. So I'm not I'm not in disagreement. Okay. If you want to focus solely on contract, because I agree, uh, over time it tends to be extremely profitable. Um, but okay, I didn't mean to. to I didn't mean to sit. one time. Yeah. Whack you know, here's a guy. Okay, K, hold right? on, Jerry. Hold on, hold on. Here's a guy. Jerry says I disagree with you, and he says I, I, I agree with you, Jerry, even though he doesn't. Okay, you got Everybody knows, but people. All I have to do is say a few things to somebody, and and their lives are changed. I mean, that just happened just last week. Now they got. I'm smacking them around a little bit. Yeah, Josh, be life. Okay, okay. Big question. Do you cover your webcam? Yes, I do. Why? So that when the NSA is following me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Just they can only hear me and not see speed me. Speed it up a little. Okay. I asked the guy, do you, do, do you cover your webcam? He had to take 10 seconds to think about it. Okay. Do you use a quiet <laughs> He was trying to figure <laughs> out the importance of the question. Yeah. <laughs> That's Michael G. Cox's favorite hey, question. Can, can I add something? Just a 30-second uh, side note. On that whole cover your webcam NSA thing, as a fact, these smart TVs, when people have the voice-activated stuff turned on, it is recording everything you say. And, what, and, that, and that information, that, in my Alexa. that information is not. It's not all sold. It's stored, and there are companies that can buy searches within that data. But it is capturing everything you say in your family room or what bedroom or wherever you have your TV. Phone, your phone what travels with you all the time. It captures that, everything. Yeah. Jerry, okay, moving on. Want to that. I'm just curious. Yeah, moving on. I mean, moving on to reality. Oh, no, we're okay? not moving on. What, Kathy? What companies would, would buy that? Or, or uh, I, I, I remember the name of it. Retailer. I just read the article yesterday. Okay. Okay, let me move on. Great information you use, for a retailer. Yeah. Do you use a quiet keyboard? Josh. Josh Scott. Josh. Oh, do I use a no, quiet keyboard? Doesn't. No, okay. I do not use a quiet Josh. keyboord. Mine's Why not? Loud and proud. Why I not? That's, that, that sounds not very good. Why don't you <laughs> we can't talk about NSA recording every conversation in the world. Can't talk about that, but do you use a quiet keyboard? That's the topic we had to well, we had to switch to stuff right there. The keyboard drowns out the sound so they can't hear you. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Okay. Would you say would you say Josh that you're an introvert? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm absolutely nope. an extrovert. Okay. okay. Now you actually talk about in one of your blog postings if you contact someone and that person, uh, I guess, whether they're a hiring manager or a person who's going to interview you or meet with you, if they're talkative, if they're not introverted, you should ham it up a little when you talk to them. Do you really believe that? Yeah, there's a huge art. Okay, one of the first recruiting, uh, corporate recruiting uh, jobs I ever had was in the mortgage industry, selling for a nationwide mortgage company. And in that, we had an in-depth training on personality assessments. We use the trimetrics assessment. And since then, I've taken, you know, DISC and I've taken Myers-Briggs, all those, right? 
And those are all pretty much, if you look at them, they all transfer, right? There's, there's a couple different personality types, four uh, different personality types. And so if you match personality types, yeah. you will have greater communication. And, and the thought uh-huh. behind that is uh-huh. specifically when others feel that you see the world that the same way that they see the world, they feel a deeper connection. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so it's this, allowing you to communicate on a deeper level. Is this you uh, imitating me and Jerry right now? <laughs> no, I would be yelling right now if I was trying to imitate you. Well, why not? You just told us that's how to communicate with people. Okay. Now, you say that you, you had a candidate who had a, a voicemail message on his phone from the family guy that says, I'd love to stay and chat, but you're a total bitch. And, and, and he didn't get a job because of that. Is that true? He did not. Yeah, he did not get the job. I was working with actually a, um, an organization that had ties to a religious organization here. And so they did not view that uh, as good PR for the hiring their company. Manager, the hiring manager called them without warning, in other words, and, and was going to leave a voicemail message. And he got no, this I think, bitch I think they had it scheduled. <laughs> the guy just didn't answer. So maybe the moral of the story is pick up your, your flipping phone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but there you go. it went through to his voicemail, and that came out. And the manager just called me up immediately and said, hey, Josh, uh, we, we just can't, we can't move forward with someone like that. I'm not here to babysit people. I'm here to hire You know what? I think that's a good thing. I read it, and I thought it was a good thing. Those guys know right away that they're not a culture match, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's not going to work out long-term anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. You've got a big thing about sourcers versus recruiters. Here's what you say. Our industry needs to follow the sales model and clearly delineate the roles of sourcer and recruiter if we do. Listen to this, everybody. We will double our production. You want to justify that bold statement? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I so, could use that. I could go for that. Yeah. Here here in Utah, I work with a lot of SaaS companies, right? So software as a service companies. And they have worked with this model for years, and, and they've tested it. And specifically, I, I was working with uh, Matt Gilry, uh, and he, he was showing me one of his studies that they did at their company. And hey, 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 they, hey, hey, I'm talking about recruiters. I'm not talking about other consulting firms or lead gen firms. I did, I did like me, the name drop in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I don't know who so that like, is. We know, we know who the guy is. I don't know who Matt Gilry is. I won't remember his name five minutes from now. I don't care about him. I want to know how in your recruiting firm, after talking to that guy, you double yes. production. Come Very on. Very good. I'll tell you. So what I did was I set up two recruiters specifically to be sourcing and setting up, actually setting the appointments. So making the initial engagement with a small script with limited info to, to get them just to bite on the concept of, hey, I'm open to this opportunity. And well, hold on that a freed up wait, wait, my wait, wait, time wait, 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 so that wait. I could – I'm stopping you for a second. First of all, Maureen, wake up, okay? That – 
that that Twitter address you're you're posting for Josh Breckheisen is dead. It's now Josh B. Life. Okay, Maureen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Life. So, he got he hey, got way more yes, street. Yesterday, I met with a, a viral marketing consultant, and we were just molding, and we came up with Josh B. Life. It's going to be Josh an B. Life. Yo. Josh yeah. B. Life, yeah. and it's all about me. <laughs> Sharing my life experiences <laughs> that will improve yeah. your life, whether in business or personal. Mm, and how do I get and in? We got a that. whole series of of be be great, be committed. You know what? Uh, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it goes on yeah. for days. You should have come it, here. Be you brief. should have waited. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah, might change so lives no, as much as Jerry back. Albright Let's changes lives. Let's get back to that question. Let's we get might. back to that question. <laughs> Let's Take get the back to the question. Okay, these sorcerers. First, they identify the target people. Then you were just talking about they have a brief conversation. What do they say in that brief conversation? Because Jerry and Maureen and I have had lots of arguments about that. What does the sorcerer say in that brief conversation? Do they talk about a specific job or do they just say, hi, we're a recruiting company. Would you like to talk to my boss? (laughs) So it, it can differ. It differs based on your objective. So when, in, when we were recruiting for we, a uh, sales organization and they wanted to hire 150 salespeople, uh, we specifically targeted salespeople. When you're talking to salespeople and you understand their role as salespeople and how they act, you know that they're always open to opportunities. So when you call them, you can be a little more aggressive with your approach and inviting them to specific opportunities. They're always open. Now, if you're contacting developers, most of the time they're not going to react the same way as a salesperson because they're just different personalities. Again, going back to personalities. And you have to develop talk track angles that address that. You have to understand the role and, and develop your talk tracks around that so it will be more effective. You're putting me to sleep. Uh, Jerry, did he say anything? Hold on, sir. No. Wait a minute. He didn't say anything. Okay. I'm out did I, did I just animal. hear my name? Yeah. It's deep. Wake it's up. deep. It's deep, animal. Yeah, it's deep. Maureen, Maureen, Maureen. Hi, Maureen. He yes. didn't say anything. Stop, I'm here. Stop whispering for a second, Hi, okay? He didn't hey, say anything God. about, like, if, yes, if you Yes, he did. He said, uh, change your approach with different talk track angles. I think talk track yeah. angles are very exciting. Talk Ask track. him about talk track angles. Yeah, what okay, are they? Let me what are they? What are they? Your talk track angle. Yeah, your talk track angle is how you approach, how you frame your approach when you're contacting candidates, right? It really it applies to, to it's an everything. Intro. It's, it's nothing fancy. It's an introduction. Correct? Well, you know, Kathy, do, yeah. Kathy, you ask the guy a question, why don't you let him talk, Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, it, it, you're right. It, it's an intro, but what it does is go back. Why don't people cold call? Why don't people use scary. phone sourcing as much these days? They yeah. don't call because they're scared, and they don't see the value in it. So talk track angles says back up. The reason why you're not using one of the most effective means in engaging with people is you need to take a step back and you need to look at what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see the value. You're, you're giving in to your fears. 
And so when you're able to take this concept of talk track angles, you're able to overcome those things. Now you no longer have that barrier, and now you can accomplish greater things. Okay. Kathy, I'm can sorry. I just ask a Kathy, follow-up I'm question, Animal? Kathy, um, I've got to apologize. Kathy, I'm sorry for scolding you. I mean, he didn't say anything anyway. He needed some guidance. Okay. No, I want to ask him something now. I mean, if he yeah. does this over the phone, and, and I believe totally in picking up the phone, <clears throat> do you train yourself or others via scripts, or how do you get your catch line to get someone's attention? Yeah, let me modify yeah, that. So I, tell I, us, I hold believe on. heavily no, no, in No, 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 wait. Listen to me. You tell us exactly what you would say if you were calling up one of these developers for a sourcing development call. Just tell us and it'll be over, okay? I want to move on. Give Very us good. a script. Hey, I say hi. This is Josh, the president of GRS, and I came across your information and I wanted to connect with you, if not for anything immediate maybe for something down the road. You know what I mean? And every time they will say, yep. Okay, and then the sourcer says, I'd like to pass on to a recruiter, right? How do they set it up for the recruiter? Sure, then at that point you want to say, well, what, if anything, would take you away from what you're doing? What would that look like? And then they tell you what it would look like, and then you say, great, if I have something that looks like that, I'll give you a call. And then and that's it. You, you and then that's it. So and you can make money that, doing this, just calling people out of the blue and asking them if they want a new job. <laughs> made me a lot of money over the last four years. <laughs> Where yeah. do I sign like up? Like you don't know, Jerry. I'm in. Like you don't know. <laughs> hey, Jerry. 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 I'm tired of emailing all these people when you could just call them. Yeah. yeah. Now they tell me. You don't yeah, do that. You know, you make that's well, that's what Danny K does. Electronic communication is the path of least resistance. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't okay, you let do me that? Talk. Okay, let me guide the show for a second. <laughs> Danny Cahill calls <laughs> Hold that. Hold on, Danny Cahill. Jerry and I are Danny, taking it over. Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny Cahill calls that an institutional marketing call. You're not a recruiting call. You're not presenting something specific. You're just making a general call. Jerry, have you ever made calls like that? I'll bet you don't. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. And I, I do if I need to, but usually I'm a little more specific because it takes something specific for me to want to call somebody. So if uh-huh. I'm calling somebody, there's a reason. Okay, sure. and you don't, now, you don't get your staff to make these general calls, do you, Jerry? They're always making specific calls, aren't they? Um, I, I, I leave the approach up to them. This isn't a communist okay. uh, agency over okay. here. Yeah, okay, okay, fine. I've got to do an ad. Well, I think we we, we manage to the result here, we'll not to the, the task. Let, let me okay. do my ad, please, please, please. So, hey, everybody. An, animal. Animal. What? So there is value in that type of approach. Now, I, I also use an approach with recruiters, as I mentioned, specifically when we are recruiting sales folks, which we do a lot of with the booming IT industry here, where we'll call it specifically, and we have researched that person. And when you come in and say, hey, I know what you're doing, I know what you're about, and I have something that really fits what you're looking for, that is a talk track angle that gets great reception. You come in with having done background research, and you're saying, I have value I want to extend to you. 
Okay. Let me ask a clear question. How does this double your your production as opposed to having the recruiter or one person call call the people? This is time allocation. When you have someone else doing a portion of your work and they're able to focus on it and specialization. You ever heard of a guy named Henry Ford Animal? Was he, he created a recruiter? This concept of specialization. No, he doesn't recruit, so you probably don't know who he is. But it's this concept of specialization. And when Checkmate you create animal. specialization, you can Mic increase drop. your output. <laughs> okay, I've got to do an ad. Please, just give me a second. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, you ever heard this song, Any Way You Want It, That's The Way It Will Be, by the Dave Clark Five? It's an oldie. You can find it on YouTube. That song reminds me of my sponsor, PC Recruiter. And you know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting. It's very versatile. And that means it can work any way you want it. You want executive search? You got it. You want it for direct hire? You got it. You want it for staffing? You got it, Pontiac. Martin Snyder. He's the boss over at PC Recruiter, and he calls it the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. He's very committed to that idea. But you know what I just say? PC Recruiter loves you, everybody, every kind of recruiter. So check it out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Hey, Animal. Okay. Yeah. Animal. Yeah. Um, do you have any room for another sponsor? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd like to follow up with you then offline. I would like to advertise okay. my recruiters who actually make placements Facebook group. <laughs> but you can Just do an ad it. for them right now. People Go are ahead. looking for an alternative to the everybody comes in, come on in, market your crap, all that stuff, recruiter groups, such yeah. as are readily available. Mine yeah. is a closed group of True high billing recruiter people, uh-huh. recruiters who actually make placements. Wasn't okay, it and people online? Group? What was that? People <laughs> online. Isn't that what you're Let's yeah. get going. Let's Rant get going. Various Let's get people going. online. Let's get going. Hey, I, I want to move on. Look. Hey, send me a bill for that ad. Josh Breckheisen. I'll deduct it from your salary. Talk to me, Josh Breckheisen. Josh Breckheisen. <laughs> if you hire a new guy. If you hire a new guy and he does, you think he's good, good he seems winter. to be a real smart, capable recruiter or a recruiter salesperson, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but he doesn't produce for two or three months. What you, should you do? I mean, he seems to be doing everything right, but he's not making any numbers. What do you do? Well, first of all, you have to back up to when you hired the person. So you have to set proper expectations at the beginning. All right, so we, we here at Genuine Recruiting, we put them on a 90-day track, right, and we set goals with them. You sit down and you set goals. Now, it doesn't matter if, you, if, if the goals are yours or if the goals are put together with, with him. Research, uh, 20 years of research, 18 years specifically of research that was written by Oh, I'm forgetting the name of the guy, but it's in his book, uh, Goal Setting, a Motivational Technique That Works. Uh, he, he tells us that it doesn't matter who sets the goal, but when you set goals 
and they're working towards goals, they will accomplish more. So first of all, you have to set goals with them because they're going to outproduce. What kind of goals? Just doing uh, their process best. Goals? Process goals or results goals? Results goals. I, uh, you know, in third, at least for myself in agency recruiting, what I care about is, hey, when I, when I look at my bottom line at the end of the day, have you brought in more than I'm spending on you? So yeah. that's, that's what I look at bottom line. Okay, but hold on. The person seems to be doing the right things and is not getting any results. What are you going to do, fire him? Well, what do you mean by seems to be doing the the right things? I mean, He he, he, he seems to to be making good presentations, just like the one you did a minute ago. He's got the right gab. He uh, is doing the calling the right kind of people, but he's just not turning anything up in terms of uh, in terms of uh, job orders. What what do you okay. do? Fire so up? there's two philosophies, and they're going to be different on on everything. The first philosophy is that there must be something along the pro, in the process that you're doing incorrectly, right? And so that's my first approach. I try to see and identify along the way as we track, uh, you know his his contacts to his his sets from his sets to and right through that that process that he's involved in um, over the years I've been with recruiters I've been with sourcers so you just have to look at what what yeah their just get role to it is. faster faster please <laughs> okay and, okay. and I'm so moving then on. if you I'm can identify a specific on. area yeah. then you attack uh-huh. that the other the other philosophy is that listen you're, you can't be anything you want to be. It's very possible that you are not good at recruiting. It's, it's possible. But there's other things. It's just, it's, it's just like anything. When it people, is certainly If you possible. get fired in a job or you need to fire somebody, hey, don't feel bad. There's other things. You're, you're unique. You are a great person. You can accomplish other things doing something else. I like this guy. You know what, uh, but Jerry, look, he, look. I gave him an issue where he's looking at the process and it seems to be perfect, and the yep. guy's still not, the guy's still not getting results. And he, so he says to this guy who's doing everything right, "You're not cut out to be a recruiter." That doesn't seem to be the right answer to me. But I'm going to move on. How many people work <laughs> for you, Josh? How many people work for you, Josh Breckheisen? Currently, Josh Life? we are in a pivot. We are in a pivot. So I've usually oh. had two to three recruiters on my team. Yeah. Last year, uh-huh. I, yeah. I let them all go. Ouch. Okay. Okay. So you were able to hire two or three recruiters. Do you believe a person <clears throat> who can run an office, who can grow an office to three people, can grow an office to 50? Is it the same thing? He just said so he hired three and let them all go. What it, what's that? Did I, did I misread that? Did you you had three people and you let them all go? Yeah, I've had three. I've had two to three recruiters for me for the past four years. Last year, I let them all go. It's tough and to find people that uh, recruiting is uh, not as easy as I make it seem, animal. I think you have to really put in the training. <laughs> if you don't put well, in that training effort as their boss and and really mentor them. I'm wondering why you had to let all three go. What does that say about your training? Hmm. Well, wow. The first one, I, 
Thanks, Kathy. The first one I call it the the uh, Tommy Boy effect, <laughs> and uh, basically uh, he he couldn't talk on the phone, right? And so uh, I realized that in that process, that that was that goes back to the hiring process, and so. From that point, I've now established in my hiring process that they will come in and they will make some dials before I make any long-term commitments to them. Um, and so, and it's not, I mean, you know, Kathy, do you, do you, run, do you run an agency or have you had recruiters under you? She's a, no, um, but she's a I've corporate had, recruiter. Yeah, You're a corporate but I've, recruiter? I've worked in that environment, and I was trained yeah. extensively, though. I mean... I was hired. My boss was like listening to every word I said and then giving me feedback via tape recording. Sure. Yeah. No. Oh, and I and I, days, I sit next to my recruiters so that I can okay. hear them. So, right? so what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from you, Josh, is that it's really hard to grow a team of effective recruiters. I mean, you hired a guy who couldn't even work on the phone. I don't know. Somehow you, now you've come up with a method to screen people for that, but uh, that's the message. That's the answer I heard. You're always fixing certain problems. You're always going to have certain problems, right? And you're always working. Yeah, but okay. But it's really hard. If you, if you tried to grow a firm and you had to fire everybody, it's really hard. That's the answer to the question. So everybody out there, that that is the answer to the question. It's, it is. I don't see how any of these agencies get to 100 and 200 and 300 no. recruiters. I mean, there's Jerry, there's a few of them. I don't understand Jerry, it. I have a feeling you really train your people. I mean, no, not don't really. you? Nah. <laughs> you give them helpful hints, I, at least. Do, I mean. What, what, I do, what I do is, like, situational with each different, you know what I mean? Like, it's ongoing case by case rather than just right. hey this this week we're going to watch the Tommy Hopkins uh, se- seminar absolutely it's individualized yeah. i'm sure yeah. you mentor yeah i mean you have yeah. to i i bet i i don't know okay i'm going to do another quick ad okay everybody um uh, that was one of the questions though this is That's this has become questions. too commercialized man yeah, you just did yeah. an ad at 1224 okay. you know now tell, it's 12:34 I'll tell you what the problem is, Jerry. I have to fight for two minutes or five minutes to get the ad. The ads are only 30 seconds long out of an hour show, okay? Do one of those, it shouldn't uh, be a big problem. Do like a big whistle or something that just says, you know, just shuts it all down, screeching halt, and then you do the ad. Yeah, okay. Do you have a whistle? I should, actually, I should just mute everybody, okay? So I'm going to do an ad. Just hold your horses, everyone. This is an ad for my client or my sponsor really called hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l i saw an article by dean DaCosta, the famous dean DaCosta, and and our guest today is a big fan of dean DaCosta. we're going to talk about that in a few minutes and dean says that hire tool is uh he says in just a few months hire tool has become one of our most used tools for sourcing candidates and unveiling contact information. And he goes on to say that in addition to that, this contact information discovery, in addition, it ranks the results of your searches. It gives you an idea of the person's salary range, and it even tells you if they're likely to be open to hearing about a new job right now. Dean also says that the good part about HireTool 
is that they never stagnate. They're constantly looking to add more and get better, right? Now, I think Dean might be on the board of the company. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think he's making any money off of them. But this is what Dean, one of the great sorcerers, says. And I'm going to add that Hire Tool also creates search strings for you, which are useful if you're not a fantastic Boolean expert already, like me. So check it out, please, at HireTool.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. There's a free Chrome extension, too. And if you want to talk to somebody, Nin Tran, the COO, is a member of all the recruiting groups on Facebook, but probably not Jerry's. And he's happy to give you a demo. Thanks. Back to the show. Oh, boy. You know what? You know, our, 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 one of our favorite guests, Josh, is uh, Amy Miller. And she knows how to put a hiring manager in her place. This is a quote from her. I'm a big fan of telling you what you're going to do, not asking you what you want me to do. How does that resonate with you? Would you ever say that to a hiring manager? Who said that? Amy. Yeah, but she's on the inside, dude. She's on the inside, man. So what? So what? <laughs> Once again, she's so what? She's on the inside. She can do that. Really? You're, 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 dude, you're I'm like on the inside. Party, I get away with that crap because... Recruiter, the inside person has to stay there. Once they push this person around, they've got to live with the results. A third-party recruiter say, look, if I'm going to work with you, I'm going to tell you how the process is going to work. You're not going to tell me, okay? And if you don't like it, fine. I'll move on to somebody else and recruit all your people out from Dude, under you. Are, okay? You are one of the smoothest <laughs> recruiters I've ever, I've ever heard. <laughs> now, yeah. the, okay. Joshua, so, that's what you should have done is you should have had animal train your people. I know, right? Oh, you, man. You could be like the last-ditch effort, animal. <laughs> hey, I would no, just like to what? say my firm has grown every single year. We're in a pivot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I've got, we're, we are moving forward and hiring new sources this year. So, okay. uh, Super. And, Great. and the way I view that question is, animal, when I'm, when I'm recruiting for a client, the reason why most people see third-party or agency recruiters as used car salesmen is because we go in and we say it's my way or the highway. When I go into a client, it's usually someone who's been referred to me from a close former business partner or a close friend, and I'm stepping in as a guest in their house. And so I'm working together with them what makes sense between my processes (coughs) and between their processes. So if they want to take, I, for example, I have a, a company right now, uh, a SaaS company out of San Francisco that's moved operations here to Utah, and I'm working on a few positions for them, and they specifically asked if they could engage the client from here. Now, how do I circumvent that? I contact the client, and I say, hey, or the candidate, I apologize, the candidate, and I say, hey, keep, after your call, give me a call. Keep me, when they set you up on an appointment, Tell me when that is, and so I'm always in the loop, and I'm okay with that. Okay, look, look, look. You know what? At one of these higher, of these conferences uh, that uh, Jeremy Roberts, he did a conference recently in New York uh, for oh, 
I can't remember the company he's with now. It's, it's, very, it's very popular. And one of the tweets that came out of that conference was that 61% of hiring managers complain that recruiters don't understand the positions uh, they're recruiting for. So I posted that on, on Twitter, and Mary Faulkner replied. Yeah, Mary Faulkner replied, yeah, like those hiring managers know what they're looking for either. Who's talking? Those guys have to be guided. They have to be uh, roped around. You can't let them walk all over you, okay? That's the truth. And I like the way Amy goes in and says, who's a professional here, me or you, okay? That's the way to handle it. Next question. Should a recruiter be tenacious? Absolutely. You have to be tenacious. Every day you make thousands of dollars, you lose thousands of dollars. It just is what it is. If you don't have what that is the, drive and ability to push through, no, no, stuff, no, 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 no. You fail. misunderstood. You misunderstood. You call somebody up. Are you interested? No. You gave me that that sourcing call. You call the person oh. up and say, "Hi, so you're, I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm talking with- about marketing. You're talking about the marketing concept where you have to have seven to ten touches before they'll say yes on average, right? So, uh, I believe in contacting them and making sure that you're operating within their framework. Again, you are a guest. You are a guest in their world. And so I, I'll give you an example. I just Typically have an unwanted a, guest, by the way. <laughs> not if you lead with value. Not if you lead with value. Lead That's with why value. I, I lead with that value. Sounds I'm great. Well what does that mean? I'm well-connected in your industry. I'm well-connected in your industry, Right. Or I've researched you, and I, ha- and I know that this position is worth your consideration and meets your goals. Like leading with value like that, it, it, it creates deeper connections and allows you to You know to what? I like what Jerry process. said. I, I got to compliment Jerry. Sounds good. What does it mean? Okay. <laughs> there you go. I told you I, what it means. I gave you the exact I don't know. I didn't understand. And go. I got to tell you, Kathy sure. has gone to her yoga class, and she said it's a pretty good show, but needs improvement. <laughs> <laughs> it needs improvement. And I'm going to agree. You've got a problem. You are a nice guy. You can tell just by talking to you. At least you he's seem very like a nice genuine, guy. and I see that's why his company is named Genuine. But he's uh, not I mean, correct. He's not direct. It's like uh, I have to pull teeth to get him to tell me something that I understand, just like Jerry didn't understand either. Okay? Now, does somebody, hey, anybody have a question? Me, my, my approach has brought me a lot of success. I don't have to be liked by everybody, Animal. I don't have to be liked like by, by everybody. I like you. But I will tell you, just there's a I huge like percentage you. of people out there in the world that are going yeah. to benefit from the value that I'm providing right now. Maureen, and it all starts there? with believing that. Maureen, are you still there? Absolutely. Yeah. Maureen Bryant. I'm here. Maureen Bryant. Oh. He's, he's your boy. He's your boy. He's one of your boys. He's getting upset. Yeah. I want you to calm him down, okay? He's been defensive. <laughs> I don't like that. that. You, you can't in here. ruffle his feathers. Yes, he is. You can't feels ruffle like he's being him. criticized and he's bragging about how fantastic he is to show me I'm a nobody, okay? <laughs> hey, I got a question. If you change font size on somebody's resume, should you tell Nobody, That's you haven't question, mentioned Jeremy. his series running over on SourceCon. He has a really interesting series running on SourceCon. I like Jerry's question. You want to talk about that? Go ahead. No, I want to talk about Jerry's question. Go ahead. I'm, I'm changing somebody's font size on their resume. Am I obligated to tell them? You're changing what? Font size. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of the Garamond and go with Ariel. That's my oh, corporate well, standard. I get permission up front. Again, this is, this is sales 101. 
up front, I'm letting them know what's going to go on. Hey, we're going to customize your resume. If I make some tweaks, are you okay with that as long as I send you the copy afterwards? Yep, absolutely. Got authorization. I have permission. Boom. And they have, a, they cool. have the what updated them, what version. What did you tell them? You know what? They've got a Ph.D., they don't really need it for this job. You're going to just put their MA down or their MSC. Is that legit? Why would you do that? Uh, because you think that? that the employer... Some employers will be afraid of, of hiring somebody that's overqualified. Yeah. Why, why would you lie? I mean, it is what it is. Well, you're not I lying. Mean, now, not, lying. Now, not only now are you overqualified, but now you're a liar. You are lying. you a liar? They have a BA, I mean, M- MA. They do have an MA. You're just leaving yeah. out to half, I mean, the latter half of the story off. Okay? So that, that's called deceit, man. That's called deceit. So now not only do they eventually find out that you're overqualified, but now you are a deceiver and a liar. Who wants to hire okay. a liar? Uh-huh. Blame okay. it on the recruiter. Okay. Matt, yeah, I don't that. <laughs> Blame it on the recruiter. Pick one. You always do, especially if it's an agency recruiter. You, you know, you know that most lying about education is saying you have a PhD when you don't. Not, not <laughs> saying that you have a PhD. Okay, okay. Matt Charney, uh, we got to speed this up. Matt Charney says that Opera is the best search engine for sourcing. Has anybody? I asked him why he said it. He wouldn't tell me. He says, "Try it out yourself." Uh, does anybody else have a comment on that? Have they heard that, or have they? Do they know it from their? Own experience. What about you, Josh? Is Opera the best search engine for sourcing? I have not used Opera. You know, Matt Charney, he's the kind of guy who sits in his dungeon and he works on this kind of stuff. And it comes, he's on the cutting edge, man. So uh, if, if he's saying it, uh, you got to check it out. Okay. Maureen, what did you want to talk about? I'm sorry I, I shifted yeah. to Jerry and didn't come back. What did you want to talk about? I wanted to bring up, up his SourceCon series. It's very interesting. If he wanted, okay, he liked, if he wanted to talk about that. I do, I do know something about it. Okay, he 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 posted a video that set, to explains uh, what he learned from Dean DeCosta about Block Spring and Google Sheets. Do you actually use that? Because it's hard to understand. It's not really easy. Do you use that? Because uh, you can go to that video, everybody. Uh, um, do you use that? Do you use BlockSpring and Google that, Sheets? That video was specifically set up for those who were at the who were at the table that day who reached yeah. out to uh-huh. me and said, "Could you send me something?" Right? And yeah. So I don't have a lot of experience putting together those kind of things. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Do you use it? That's the question. I didn't ask. Say it was a great video. Do you use the tools that he recommended? I have. I've used them, and it just not kind of regularly. depends. What ends up happening, not regularly. Like, the, I hear that saying, not regularly. Yes or no? I use it correct, all the time? Not regularly. Or? Okay. How no, I, I, I use it, but uh, what happens is, like, for example, when you go through, when you use the BlockSpring and, and you're finding a company and you're going to find, you know, I think it says you'll find 200 emails from that company. What you find out as you go through that, that may be only about – 10 to 20 of those emails are actually legit. Those people are currently there. So there's, there's some value to it, but you know, it's not, it's not going to give you everything. It's, you know, it, it, it okay. makes it out so to you like you're going to get 200 emails. Are these tools that we're all getting titillated about and excited about, they're not really all that. Is that is like, just like Jerry says, sounds good. You know, but what does it deliver? What is it? Isn't I mean, that everything th- in life? Isn't that everything in life? I there mean, you go. There it, you go. Okay. Yeah. That's the end uh, of the I mean, 
Okay. Now, <laughs> with regards to Ma- Maureen's question, I read his articles on ERE. He says you can call up. These are phone call tips. He says when you call a company and you get someone uh, with there's no noise in the background and it's very uh, the person sounds very bored and robotic. You know you've got an operator on the phone. She is not going to question you. You just tell her who you want. She'll put you through. But there's some much harder calls, too. You might get an office manager on the phone, and her job is to protect the company. And you can tell it's uh, an office manager because she's sharp. She's got a lot of polish. She says, how may I assist you? But you don't tell us. How do you deal with that office manager, Josh Breckheisen? How do you get her? Yeah, that that – that article again goes into the backstory, right? This is going into why people aren't even using this because they're scared. And so this is getting into the mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, no, this, yeah this, now, this, now, this, we're, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, and so specifically <laughs> when you're going to talk engage that now. person, yeah, you have, to, you have to have your talk, you, you, you develop your talk track. Uh, and mm-hmm. so the idea of this article was. Let's let's break you out so you can let's break you out of the fear. Let's break you out of your current. I need to use the path of least resistance in uh, using electronic communication uh, via social media or email, and and let's get you into a, the next level in actually telephonic communication. You get on the phone and you engage so they can hear your voice. And getting over oh, that fear. Oh, oh. Hey, 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 I asked a question five minutes ago. What do you say to the office manager? I don't want the backstory. Just tell me what <laughs> you depends on say what to she her. Says. It depends on what she says. I guess some of it has to do with being able to speak with people, um, hearing what's in their voice, knowing what to say. Morning, um, morning. Don't give me more of the same. Okay, just say this is what I say. Or he's also got here's a, he's also got another example. He says you might get the company president on the phone when you're calling to recruit one of the people in the company. What do you say then? Story wrong number? What do you say? I want to know. <laughs> the higher yeah, I, I go, I do you want to know what, what I say? Do you want to know what I yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. The higher I go in an organization, um if I get the company president on, president on the phone, I might ask him, um, can he help me? Um, who does he know? The higher they are, the more willing they're, they're willing to help you. Okay, you're trying I to find. actually get through to one of the people in his company. <laughs> what do you say? Mm-hmm. You, well, you, you get he's off the not phone. likely to put you through to somebody in his company, so you've got him on yeah. the phone. Uh, just ask him, you know. Can he help you? Does he know anybody? And then call okay, back Maureen, in. Let me, ask you, you know, let me ask you something. Try okay, another yeah, number. So stab what in. you're saying is you've got the company president on the phone. You'll mm-hmm, get right. him or her to give you a, to help you, and then you'll call right mm-hmm. back and try to recruit his people out yeah. of his company. Oh, yeah, very, yeah. Very, very nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, so, i gotta, uh, I got to do another ad. i got to do another ad. Please, mm-hmm. everybody, don't torture me. Let me yeah, do he's, it. Yeah, okay? he's not paying my rent. Okay. Martin Snyder, he's my friend. He's the boss over at PC Recruiter, and he tells me that when you buy recruiting software, your focus should not be on the capabilities of the ATS or the CRM platform itself. That's not the only thing you're buying. No, he says, you have to be concerned about the capability of your ATS vendor's partner. 
partners, let me correct that, and the quality of their integrations. And PC Recruiter is very proud of its partners. It loves to put them on display, and I'm going to name some of them for you. Hireable, Text Kernel, Broad Bean, Logic Melon. I like that name, Logic Melon. It's easy to remember. It makes me think of a watermelon, which I like. And finally, Ring Central. That's not bad either. That's not bad either. So everybody, hey, go check out PC Recruiter uh, because for two reasons. It's the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software and also because PC Recruiter loves you. Over at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Remember that. Okay. Anybody else want to talk to my guest before the show's over? Another 10 minutes. No, nope. anybody? Can I give you anything a direct, happening? You, you asked me a question. I give you the backstory. You want to hear what I say? Yeah. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm begging you. Yeah. Okay. Great. So in that case, just because of who I am, I say to them, "Hey, this is I'm the president of GRS again. That's my talk track angle that that I get." And then I say, "I wanted to connect with you uh, and, and talk about some ways that I can provide value to your organization." So that's if I connect with the president, you're saying, right? Now, most other people, if I get with the gatekeeper, I have a totally different talk track. It, it, talk track. If it's the gatekeeper, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell her, hey, can you please transfer me to your sales department, for example? And uh, before you, before, you know, then before you do, you know, who you transfer me to. Um, the biggest thing with that now as you go, as you develop that talk track is, if they ask you a question like, hey, what's this about, you need to have an answer and a question. Because if you just give an answer, she's going to ask you another question. And then you're going to give another answer, and she's going to ask you another question, and then you get your crap handed to you because she gets your information and you didn't get anybody's information. So what you have to do is you have to disrupt that cycle. So the way you do that is you give an answer with a question. And I'll say, sure, is he in today? Boom, now I've taken control, right? So that's, Very that's nice. the concept of, of how you approach and the specific things you're going to say. And we haven't reached that in our article series yet, but we're getting there, Animal. But do you get into a battle with these people? Like she asks you a question, you give her an answer, and come back immediately with your question. And so she sort of you know, answers your question, then comes back with another. You're having a little <laughs> battle. Uh, when the, uh, when I John, first he always doing goes it, to that place. Happen, he right? always goes to that fear-based questioning. <laughs> I, I call it reality Wait. questioning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fear-based. <laughs> Let him answer, please. Like Let everybody thinks that's going to happen on the phone, but go ahead. Let him answer. answer. No, Let no, him answer. That's the funny thing okay. you fear that when you first start, and that's why so many people don't do phone search. They're right. scared that they're going to rat them out. But as long as mm-hmm. you have it in your mind that you know what mm-hmm. you're going to say, I mean, it rarely mm-hmm. happens. Rarely right. happens. And so, okay. uh, and if it were to happen. If someone presses me, I just say, hey, yeah, I have some sales-related stuff. I need to talk to him. Is he in right now? You know, it's that easy. And if they really press you and they want, oh, hey, give me, you know, what, whatever they, they press you on, you always can just back out and say, hey, you know, I think I have everything I need for now. Um, um, if I need anything else, I'll give you a call back. 
It's, it's uh-huh. pretty and then three months stuff. later, your boss fires you because you're very got a very good talk track, but you're not getting any results. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. There's two types of people. There's helpful people and there's non-helpful people. She is a non-helpful person. Now I'm going to research more and I'm going to stab in and talk to a more helpful person, which is somebody who works in some department within the company who when you call in – because you're specifically calling into their extension, they already think you're either a business partner, a client. You come from a much better angle, hence you can create a new talk track angle. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like customer service or sales. Or, or the yeah, mail room. Talk. Yeah, okay, the mail room. Yeah, okay. Okay, I know Maureen actually I know Maureen succeeds. Okay, well, have you ever had a candidate with two offers on the table, and how did you deal with that? Oh, yeah. I think we talked about this last time. Uh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. In my initial process, I always go through, and in my script, at the very end, towards the end, I guess, I always ask, what other opportunities are you looking at? Right? And then we talk about those. And where does this one rank from what you know now? Where does this one Mm -hmm. rank among those? So I'm already gauging from the onset where I stand with this candidate. And then I also am going to say, okay, what are your reasons for moving, right? That's throughout the process. And then I'll, I'll come back and I'll say, okay, so what happens if your current company gives you a counteroffer, right? So, there's, so you have to address these things early and often. So what if when he said, okay, how does this compare to that? And he said, uh, I kind of like the other job better. Well, then we need to have a discussion of why. Why, why do you think that? Gene? Well, and, yeah, and, and what if it turns out that it is better? I mean, sometimes well, then, our customers, eh. That's okay. Crappy. Let it go. It's not, you don't have to get them. I'm a talented recruiter. I'm going to find somebody else who's more engaged, who's a better fit. I care about my clients. I'm going to find a candidate that is engaged in their company because they're not going to stick around. You, and I'm going to have to refund a portion of my fee, which I have never had to do. So I, I – I try to nip that in the bud at the onset. Michael G. Cox. Michael G. No, Cox. I was, just, I was just thinking when I was in agency, if somebody mentioned that they were interested in another job, you would use that as an opportunity to business develop on that other company. Does that make sense? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think that's I – don't, I think that's betraying a trust. Yeah, I don't do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's why people think recruiters mm-hmm. are slimy. You tell them something personal, and they they try to take your job away from your opportunity by sliding in somebody else. Not that you're. It's okay to have that that as an objective. It just matters what your talk track angle is with that candidate. I just want to make. Let me make clear. I have the deepest respect for Michael G. Cox. I wasn't saying anything bad about (laughs) him. You would be the first. Okay. Now. Now, last question. There's all these people saying uh, that recruiting today is plagued by a level of unprofessionalism we've never seen before. I, I think that's someone who was born yesterday saying that. Oh, what about you? What do you? How do you take that? That we're unprofessional today. I I think as I go to conferences and I sit with other recruiters, both in on the agency and corporate side, I. I'm extremely optimistic about the talent and the professionalism that's there. So I okay. say no. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And when you go to the barber, do you say, I want that squirrel cut? I mean, what do you call that hair? Hair to cut. <laughs> I don't know. I'm leaving the hair left and right hand. Thanks for coming by. I just say, do what you can. <laughs> but leave it leave it higher in the in the center. Okay. Any last words? That's the style God, now, oh, animal. Get out of your apartment sometimes, man. <laughs> I Turn on the TV. I didn't ask nothing. you for the last words. I asked our guest, Joshua Breck Heisen from Utah. Yes, words, I loved having check you. Check out I talk like track you. angles. Stay connected like on SourceCon. And check out what I'm doing with Josh B. Life. I'm putting forward some amazing stuff, and it's going to impact lives. It's going to impact bottom lines of companies. So I'm excited about it. Final question. You've got tons of videos for job hunters on your YouTube channel. Do you ever get feedback for that? Do they appreciate it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yep. In fact, those are the type of people who are coming to some of my seminars that I've uh, just initiated. So, yeah. Okay. Great. So, I want to thank Jerry, Maureen, Kathy, Michael G. Cox, and our guest, Joshua Breckheisen. Thank you. Please. Come on. Please. 
please. Okay. Has everybody heard about the virtual Christmas Shut party? Up! January 21st? Shut if not, up! go to jerrytherecruiter.com. I will give you a chance if you ask me. Just don't butt in. I have not been able to talk for five minutes, okay? Forgive me. Yeah, you got, you got your whole show to blab for a half an hour. Give me a chance, will you? When I ask for it, at least. 